Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 125 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I am excited about today's episode because while this is sort of business, I mean, it is business related, this feels like a very personal episode because I'm sharing the details of the fact that I'm writing a business book and the business book, which I'll give you all the details on this episode, is definitely very, it feels very personal to me because I'm writing about my experience being in this product business world for the past six and a half years, my experience with growing my own product-based business and really figuring out this like area of what I would consider like a secret sauce area, which is customer loyalty that I feel like isn't talked about a lot. And I'm going to talk about a little bit more about like the why behind this book. But like I said, this feels like a more, this doesn't even feel like a business episode. It feels like a personal, very personal episode to me. And I don't really do a lot of personal episodes on this podcast. I've talked, I don't know. I think it, I think my first episode was like my story. And then really it's just been like business, business. And I probably should do a little bit more personal episodes on here, you know, sprinkled in because I think it's, you want to, like, if you're listening to a podcast, you kind of want to know a little bit about them outside of the business world. So anywho, I'm excited for today's episode. So let's dive into it. Grab a coffee, grab a huge wine, grab a beer, grab whatever you want, but let's dive into it. So Surprise, I'm writing a business book. It is called Customer Obsession. And I've talked about this a few times on the podcast before. I have mentioned to you, sprinkled in here and there, that I am working on a book and haven't given much detail about it, I don't think. So today I'm going to give you a little bit more detail so you can kind of get excited with me, hopefully, because I am. I don't think there's anything that I've worked on that I'm actually that I feel so excited about, but also excited, passionate, um, scared, nervous, happy. It's like a project where all the emotions and like feelings are kind of like coming out. And it definitely feels more it feels like a vulnerable project, honestly. I think you can create a course, like, because I have courses, I have a membership, I have, you know, I've had a podcast, I have a YouTube channel. I've kind of done a lot of different things, but I think when you write something and you put it out into the world, you kind of are like putting yourself out there to get a lot of criticism from people. And that it, it feels a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I think this is a project that 
I am most nervous about, which that sounds weird to me to actually say that out loud because it's it's just a book, you know, just like it's just a podcast or it's just a product. Who cares? People like it. People won't like it. doesn't matter. You can always make it better. You can always improve it. Um, but like I said, this one definitely is hitting home a little bit differently and I don't really know why. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but I want to kind of talk a little bit about like why, what the book is about, why I wanted to write it, and then just some details like when I'm planning on finishing it. Um, how am I learning that kind of stuff? So let me first talk about the book and like what it's about. So like I said, it's called Customer Obsession. That's the title as of now. It might change. I'm not sure. I'm pretty like married to the title, but we'll see. Um, the book is essentially about building mega customer loyalty for your brand. So what I found is that a lot of YouTubers, teachers, product business educators out there, people always focus on how to start your business, how to launch a product, how to get traffic, how to build a great website. But I feel like the customer loyalty part is lacking. And not only do I feel like it's lacking in the education space, just in general, um, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just lacking. I think that's it. <laughs> that's all I want to say. I think a lot of people don't talk about it enough. And it's so important because that was my like, okay, I'm kind of moving into the why now. So let me backtrack a little bit. So the book is about customer loyalty. And basically, like, how do you create this cre like mega base of customer super fans for your business that are obsessed with your brand? So the book is really about like, how to get your customers to be obsessed with your brand. But actually, it's also about you as the brand being obsessed with your customers. And that doesn't mean like you're stalking them on fucking Instagram or Facebook. It means that you do things so they have a great experience <laughs> with your brand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Like, imagine stalking your customers. Okay. It's it. Yeah. The title is misleading. And that's why I'm going to explain it to you. But I also feel like the title is kind of like, wait, what is this book about? Like, why would I be obsessed with my customers? So it, being obsessed with your customers, you should be, but not in a stocky, creepy way. You have a great you make them have a great experience. You're obsessed with how like how they have a great experience with your brand. You as a brand are obsessed with the fact that your customers will want to keep buying from you. You know what I mean? You're obsessed with learning who they are. Who is your customer? How can you make your product better for your customer? So that's what I mean when I say that the book is about really about like how you can do better for your customer. And in turn, they will be obsessed with your brand. That's what the book is about. So that's why it's so important because I see so many product business owners you focus so much on traffic and learning Facebook ads and improving your website, which are all things that I teach, by the way. And I love teaching those. But what about once you get a customer? What happens then? Do you say, oh, thank you for buying for me. Like, peace out. Good luck. No, you have to win them back. You have to be obsessed with them. <laughs> and that's what the book is about. So let me actually hold on. Now that I I'm talking about the damn book. I should probably like open up the freaking book and like look at the chapter so I can walk you through. Just give me a sec here. Okay, so I'm just gonna like 
I'm going to walk you through the outline of the book here. Okay, I'm not going to tell you everything, but like quickly, I'm just going to walk you through the chapters and there's not that many chapters. So my tagline for the book, and again, I have not solidified this. I'm just going to give you the raw version as of now, which again, hopefully you like it. I, I'm very, like I have to say, of all the things that I've done, I feel like up to date, this is the thing that I'm the most proud of besides selling my business. This is this is like the next thing that I'm the most proud of so far because um, so much like love and thought has gone into this book. And the stuff that I'm writing about isn't like the shit that you're going to find in a freebie or you're not going to hear it elsewhere because I, I really don't think people talk about this at all. So I feel like it is my job now being in the e-commerce online space, having different platforms, whatever. I feel like it's like now my job to spread the word of customer loyalty. Like I feel so strong about this and I feel so passionate about this. Um, So I'm excited. So that's why I say like I'm very, I'm really, really proud of this. So my tagline so far, I'm just going to give you like the three options I have. And if you, there's one that you like, message me on Instagram and tell me. Okay. Actually, now that I'm about to say them out loud, I'm like, these sound terrible. Okay, these are the rough versions here. Okay, I just want to really reiterate that. How to create your loyal and brand obsessed customers for your business who continue to buy from you and shut your name from the rooftops. Preface here, if you recently joined my private podcast series, it was called, what the hell was it called? I forget what it was called. It was something like, um, I have no idea. I feel like I'm blanking on everything right now. But I've changed since changed the name to create a cult like following for your brand. If you go to my Instagram and go to my link in bio, you'll see it there. And it's a private podcast series. So I the premise of that podcast series actually um, is like what the book is about. It's like, how do you just build this loyalty with your customers, which you need to have? Like, it's so, so, so important. So anyway, that's sort of where that name comes. This tagline comes from. And then my second tagline, which is a very run-on sentence because I'm not done with it, is how to create wildly obsessed and loyal customers for your brand. You're not just selling a product, you're selling a brand. Let's humanize that brand and create a growing community of obsessed customers for your brand. So again, I'm not going to use the word brand like 20 times, but it's sort of like me brain dumping the objectives for the book. But that's really what it is. It's like, how do you create loyalty? How do you get your customers to not only get your products in the mail and be so impressed with the whole experience of getting it in the mail, the packaging, the email updates they got from you. When they get the product in the mail, when they open it up, they're like, holy shit, this product is beautiful. I can't wait to post it all over my TikTok page. Um, and then they, and then the brand does more things for you to include you in it in their business, basically. And you just really become fans of the business. And so then when they launch a new product, you're going to buy it. Not only are you going to buy it, you're going to post about it on social media. You're going to tell your friends and family. Like that is what you're looking for for a business. That is what a successful business has. If you just have a, if you're selling a product, like you're selling, um, I don't know. I always use, I always use water bottles as an example because I always have a water bottle at my desk. And so it just sort of pops up here. But I also have a dog leash on my desk. So let's, let's use 
let's use a dog leash. If you sell dog leashes and dog harnesses and your customers buy them from you, but then like you really don't ever engage with them after that unless you have a sale or you're trying to sell them something else, they may not really be interested in your brand. But if you involve them, you get them to know more about you, you encourage them to take photos of your product, then you post them on your social media and it just starts conversations. That's when people just love, love, love the brand. Okay, so let's quickly just go through what the book is about. So chapter one, what is customer obsession? And I I use a lot of storytelling in the book. I give you examples from my business. And for this, I talk about a story of when I first, and I think I've given this story in the podcast before, um, but it was basically this story of this guy who he ordered a, a gift box from my company. And he emailed me immediately and basically said, could you ship this sooner? Because my dog basically like has only a few days left to live. And we bought the Dapper dog box um, as like a a bucket list thing. And we want to take photos of him in the bow ties and the bandanas and da, 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 da. So anyway, so I basically got the email, probably started sobbing, shipped him a box immediately, stuffed it with extra stuff. And then he emailed me after with a picture of his dog and basically said, like, you know, sent me this extremely touching, thoughtful email thanking me for my generosity and thanking me for, like, getting the box out quickly because they got the box. And I think the dog passed away either the day after or, like, two days later. So if I hadn't have shipped it out right away, they never would have gotten it. And he was just very grateful, uh, sent me the really nice email, um, posted a review on my business Facebook page. And that is like an example of customer obsession. When you you have customers, but you care about them, you do things because it's the right thing to do. And then in turn, they're obsessed with your brand. So I kind of just talk about what is customer obsession and like why you need to have it in your business to grow. Um, two, the importance of your first 100 customers for your business. So I kind of talk about like, again, the background of my business. And when I launched it, what did I do to get my first bit of customers? Um, how, what did, what kind of market research did I get from those people so I could understood like, how did you find me? How did you hear about me? And what's the feedback on the bit? Like, what's the feedback on the product so far? What do you like? What do you wish you could we can include? So kind of like understanding why people bought from you from the beginning. Uh, Chapter three is creating an unforgettable customer experience. This is probably my favorite chapter and it's the longest one. So I probably have to actually split this up into a few chapters because it is very long. Customer experience for me is, and I, I keep thinking I need to create like some kind of like a little group program around this because I'm obsessed with teaching customer experience. So everything from your website, your order confirmation emails, your post-purchase emails, your packaging, the inserts in the packaging, what happens after someone buys from you? What do you do for them? Uh, There are so many things that go into customer experience, and I'm very obsessed with customer experience and how people can improve it. So this is a very long and robust (laughs) and meaty chapter, um, but it's a really, really good one. Um, Okay. And then, and it's like the heart of I mean, I think it's one of like the core pillars of customer um, loyalty is you have to create an amazing experience for your customers. And it goes beyond packaging, but packaging is a part of it. So um, so this is a really important chapter. 
And then chapter four, customer service. Oh my gosh. We never talk about customer service on the podcast, but it is a freaking important thing. And I have a lot of cool things in this chapter, including scripts that you can literally use for your own business for customer service. So like how to handle problems and turn pissed off customers into people that buy from you right away and go and write a review on your Facebook or whatever page basically raving about you because you have such great customer service, which is a true story that happened to me with my business and it happened all the time. So I'm excited about this chapter. Uh, Chapter five is customer feedback. So as your business is growing, how can you go to your customers to get feedback on your brand, your product? Um, What are they liking? What do they wish they could change? That kind of thing. Um, Chapter six super important chapter. And one of my probably my second favorite chapter is creating community and how to get your customers to be involved with your brand. So this is the other core part of customer loyalty is you have to get the customers involved with your brand. And again, this was like the secret sauce thing that I did with my business. I grew my business from nothing to hundreds and thousands in sales per year. You know, in two years, I had 40,000 Instagram followers. I had an in super engaged community. I mean, loyal customers. You name it, I had it for that brand when it comes to like community and getting customers to be involved. And I really walk you through how I did that and how you can do it too. So I love this, love, love, love this chapter. And then the last chapter so far is customer retention and loyalty. So this is more of like the tactical Like, you know, what apps you can get for customer loyalty, how to DIY things, um, programs, kind of things like that. So it's kind of like the tactical chapter. But um, so, so far, that is the book in a nutshell. It is going to be probably about 100 pages. So nothing crazy. I want it to be kind of short to the point. I want it free of fluff. I want it to have after each chapter there's like a reflection piece that you can go through and like, okay, so if we're going to learn about creating community and how to get your customers involved. These are the things that you kind of need to do. So it's not just like, um, you know, talking about customer loyalty. It's also at the end, like, here's what you can do to take action. Because I think for a business book, the business books I really like are ones that at the end of a chapter or at the end of like, section of some kind, they want you to put in a little bit of work. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy here. But they ask you to like, you know, reflect on like right now I'm reading. um, What the hell am I reading? Chillpreneur or something like that. It's kind of about like creating a chill business life. I freaking love it. Like I'm all about that now. So the book, each chapter, it's like, okay, what are your mindset issues around money? Or like, what are your mindset issues around this one thing? So it's a really, really great book because it's packed with things to learn about and think about. And then it's packed with like action steps that you can take at the end. So for me, I really like those books. And so I wanted to include that in this book. I didn't want it to be like we can just think about customer loyalty. I want you to actually freaking take action after each chapter. And then just like reflect on, okay, um, before you move on to this chapter, have you written out your scripts for customer service? Like, have you created your email templates for customer service so you can start implementing that? So like, I want you to really take action um, after each chapter. And yeah, so it's about going to be about 100 pages or so. I have 
almost 13,000 words written and it has to be completely like gone through spell checked typos reformatted but I have like the bones of the book and I have I don't know how else to describe it like I have a lot of the words written out almost like if I'm writing a blog post about customer loyalty and I write about all the different things like that's kind of what I have now so it definitely needs to be retooled reworked I want to also get stories from people. So if you are someone who has a cool story and you want to be in my book, please let me know. I would love to have you. But I want stories from brands that have had really great customer experiences with people. So if you as a brand, like I actually would love to have both. Like I would love to have like consumers who have bought something from someone and they had an amazing experience. And we don't have to use names of businesses or anything like that. It could just be like, I bought a paddleboard from a company in Canada and like it was a terrible experience and they were so rude and I never bought from them again. Or you could be like, I bought this paddleboard from this company and I love them so much. This is what they did. They had an issue and they sent me this and I got a refund and the owner emailed me like I want to hear those stories where a brand has gone above and beyond to help you fix a problem for you. And what happened after that? Did you keep buying from them? Did you go and write them a review? You know, and one of the chapters I talk about, like the wrath, I think this was the customer service one. I talk about the wrath of an angry customer. And you might think like someone orders from you and let's say um, you sell nail polish. Like I just got off the call with one of my members in my e-commerce society membership and she is starting a nail polish brand. So like, let's say you sell nail polish and you send, you know, a nail polish to a customer and it shows up and it's broken. And so she opens up her package and the nail polish bottle is cracked and there's nail polish all over the package. So she opens the package up and nail polish gets on her shirt, nail polish on her hand. She's pissed. What is she going to do? She's going to email you. And if she can't find your email address or contact information quite quickly, She's also going to be extra pissed now. She's going to email you or call you if there's a phone number and basically rip you a new one. I just ordered this $20 nail polish. It showed up broken. And like you can handle it one or two ways. The first way is basically not taking response. And I see this happen all the time. Not taking responsibility like, oh, sorry, that's the shipping. That's USPS's problem, not mine. Like, here's their phone number. Good luck, which is what a lot of brands do. There's like they they're like, oh, no, it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. So I'm not going to take care of my customer Um, or you can take care of them, fix the problem, have a solution, make them feel seen and heard. And when you do that, when you do option number two, that's when you take an angry customer. She's fucking pissed right now because her nail polish broke. And by the end of the conversation, she's now ordering another nail polish from you. She's writing a review on your you know, website or your Facebook page. And she's posting on social media about how this X, Y, or Z brand has the most incredible customer service and you have to buy from them um, versus like the pissed off customer that you didn't serve. They can go to TikTok and start spewing your name. They can go to Instagram and start spewing your name. They can write nasty reviews on all of your websites, Amazon pages, um, wherever you sell things. They can like make it their life mission to ruin your business because of one simple situation that you chose to not help them out with. You know, whether it was a $5 dog toy 
or it was a $20 nail polish brand, or it was a $400 paddle board. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. If someone buys something from you, they have chosen to whip out their credit card and pay you, and it's your duty to serve them. And like, I, that's what I believe. Like, customer service, when I started my business, customer service was number one. Customers were number one in my book, and no matter what issue people had, I would take care of them. There's, I think there was like a handful of people over my three years that, not even a handful, I think like two people that can only come to mind that like, they were just so rude to me. And it was like, abusively rude that I just didn't help them. But like two people out of 1000s of customers that I had over those years of having a business. Um, Always. And if you look at like if you look at Dapper Dog Box, um, I sold the business in February of 2019. So anything after February of 2019, you actually will see a downturn in reviews. But before that, from 2016 through January of 2019, you will see 99.9% five-star reviews, glowing reviews, raving reviews, people using my name constantly, like Carrie has the best customer service, Carrie, 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 customer service, customer service. Most of the reviews were about customer service because I took care of the customers and they remembered me and they remembered my name so much to write it in a review on a website page. Um, February of 2019 is when I sold the business. And then if you look at reviews after that, they're not so great. Okay. So I'm just saying there, if you do look at my old business, the Dapper Dog Box, make sure that you keep a mental note that anything after January of 2019, it was no longer my business and I was not in charge of the customers anymore. So anyway, so that's what the book is about. Um, I talked a little bit about the why, but I just kind of want to reiterate why I'm doing this and what made me want to do in the beginning. So the why is that, again, I believe to stand out as a small business brand in 2022, 2023 and beyond, it's not enough to just get customers. You know, it's not enough just to get customers for the first time. Organic marketing will become harder because it's going to be more competitive. Advertising will become harder because of all the competition that's happening, all the privacy laws that are happening right now, ads are pretty hard to do. So you as a brand are going to continuously have to overcome more hurdles to get business as you're growing your business. And the easiest and cheapest way to increase your sales for your business is this one thing right here. The easiest and cheapest way to increase your sales for your business is getting your existing or past customers to buy from you again. It's not getting a new customer. It's leveraging the people that have already bought from you, that already like you, that already trust you. It's getting them to buy from you again and again and again. And like that's sort of the golden rule of the future of e-commerce. That's my thoughts about the future of e-commerce is you have to have customer loyalty. You have to have customer loyalty strategies put in place so you can continue to serve your past customers and get them to keep buying from you over and over and over again as you constantly acquire new customers. So I think you need to do both, but it's easier and cheaper for you to get your past customers to buy from you over and over again. If your past customers have a lackluster experience, if they don't feel connected to your brand, like, you know, I you bought a scrunchie from someone and 
they didn't really do anything to make you feel connected. Why would you buy from them again? You know, unless you love their product, um, why would you buy from them? You probably want to try someone new. So the my why is that I believe that this is the future of e-commerce, and I believe that you will need to have these practices put in place to grow a business and to stand out against all the competition because e-commerce is blowing up. More and more people are opening stores, which means you need to be better than all those new people. Um, the other reason is that I don't think this is talked about as, not, as much, and I've already mentioned this part. So I think a lot of educators, um, podcasters, YouTubers, like people that have courses, whatever, everyone talks about like starting a product business scaling a product business. But when they say scaling it, it's sort of always focused around like traffic, doing ads, things like that. So I feel like there's just not enough information about customer loyalty out there. So um, that's one reason. And then the last reason is this is how I attribute this stuff here that I'm talking about to how I grew a business from nothing to, you know, almost half a million dollars in sales in two and a half years without using advertising, without paying for influencers, without having a team, without having staff, without having funding. So I bootstrapped that business on my own. I was my only employee. I was my only staff. I had no help. I didn't do ads. I didn't get funding. Um, You can't grow a business to that much money in that short amount of time without without having something like most people and I didn't know what I was doing. Like when I first launched that business, I didn't have a background in e-commerce. You know, I had a background in marketing, but marketing regular programs and then marketing and e-commerce business are two totally different things. So for the first year, like I floundered because I didn't really know what I was doing. So like I attribute to all the things that I'm that I'm talking about on this podcast episode to how I grew that business without having funding, without having a team, without having like without doing ads, like without paying influencers. I didn't do any of that shit. And so I feel like that is like my secret sauce that I'm really good at. And I want to share that with you. Like I'm not trying to keep secrets. I have a podcast. I have courses. I have a YouTube channel. I have, you know, a membership program where I teach people things like I'm not here trying to like hide secrets. I'm here giving information that I'm very passionate about because I know it will help you. And with so many of you that struggle with getting new customers, trying to figure out ads, trying to drive traffic, the easiest thing you can do to get more sales is to look at the people who have already bought from you, even if that's 10 people, even if that's only 50 people, look to those people, make them have such a great experience, take care of them, and they will buy from you again, you know, and even even if they don't buy from you, they'll have a great experience, and maybe they'll tell their friends and family, or they'll post a video on social media, Or they write a stellar review about you. And so some new person that's scrolling through their website trying to figure out if they want to buy from you, that review makes them pull the trigger and buy. So a happy customer will do so much for your business. And that is why I'm writing this book, because I think you need to know. I think whether you're a new business, starting a business, growing a business, um, All the things I'm teaching you in this book are things that you need to have implemented in your business if you want to grow and you want to stand out among all the new shops that are opening up. So that's kind of my why. And then like why a book, you know, and I've I've actually been thinking about why I want to try to book and I actually don't even remember why. Um, 
you know, as someone who comes up with a lot of ideas, ever since I started the first business back in 2016, um, really, like, <laughs> I'm trying to think too, like, my brain has just sort of become this, like, ideas machine. I think of ideas all the time. Um, I write them down. I put them on a sticky note. Sometimes I put it on my wall. I look at it and I'm like, eh, not really into that idea anymore. And I take it down. And I throw it away. So I come up with a lot, of, a lot of ideas. And I want to say that it must have been like two years ago. One of my clients I worked with, she and I, I've talked about this before some, somewhere along the episodes I've talked about this. Um, one of my clients who, you know, I worked with for a while and like, she's amazing, but one of her friends wrote a book about passive income. And so it was like all these different streams of passive income where you could make money passively. And so I was like, oh, that's such a cool book. I want to read it. So she sent it to me and I read it. And one of the streams of income was like a self-published book. So I think at the time I wasn't like, I think at the time I I thought about it for like a second, but it just seemed so a self-published book for, to me back like two years ago seemed so out of my realm that like I I wasn't ready for that idea, you know, and then basically New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2020, was it 2020? Yeah, 2020, December 31st, 2020, I was in Florida, my parents live in Florida, and so it was New Year's Eve. And I that's when the idea came to me. I was like, I, I kind of want I'm thinking of doing a book about this customer obsession, this customer loyalty thing that like, I cracked the code on for my business. I was like, I kind of like, maybe that's maybe I should write a book about it. I don't know. And so that was that was like that was when I really came up with the idea. And so I opened up my Google Drive and I put an outline of the book because I already like I already had these things in my brain, you know, like that was how I grew my business. And if you hear any of my podcast episodes about like my my background with my business and my story and all that, I am I always talk about how with my business, like the really the way I grew it was like I created this sense of community and I had these customers who were super loyal and I got them to like post about me on social media. So I'm getting my brand in front of other people's audiences. And I got them to be really engaged with me on Instagram and I grew my following to 42,000 followers. And, you know, I learned a million things in between that. But like I talked quite freely about the fact that like one of the huge ways I grew my business without ads or any of the other shit was like I had a really loyal group of customers and that does that just doesn't happen without effort on your part you know so I kind of always knew these frameworks in the back of my head but once I kind of got the idea that New Year's Eve day and I I opened up my Google Drive and I have the same document that I'm writing my book on now it's the same document and if you look back to if you ever go to your Google Doc, you can actually go to the file and you can look up details and it will tell you the date that the document was started. And actually, sorry, mine was created December 30th, 2020. So not quite New Year's Eve, the day before. So December 30th, 2020 was when I started this file. And yeah, so like that, so I wrote the outline out 
And then basically December 30th of 2020, I closed that file and I didn't open it again until um, March or April of this year. So now we're in 2022. So it sat dormant for about a year and a half or maybe not a year and a half, a year plus. Um, and then suddenly this year, I a few months ago, I was like, okay, I'm ready to like, I'm ready to make this book happen. I don't know what like moment I had where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready finally. I think it was like, because last year in my business, like my first year in business, um, I, you know, like I, I launched my business now it's, it'll be three years in January. So almost, well, two and a half years ago, um, I focused the first eight months on my business, like just kind of not knowing what the hell I was <laughs> doing. I like created a Pinterest course and, you know, I focused on helping people start and launch subscription box businesses. So I created a subscription box business course. And then I was like, you know, like, I don't really want to talk about Pinterest anymore because actually, like, I know a lot more about than just Pinterest. So I I kind of like revamped into like, I'm a marketing strategist because I can teach you all about different marketing. And then I focus on one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then last year I was like, okay, I, I want to kind of move away from the coaching and get more into um, courses and things like that. Not get away from coaching, but like I wanted to to focus on like a really core course. And so this time I had pivoted into like now I work with e-commerce and product-based businesses, not subscription box anyway, um, even though I still work with subscription box people. So I kind of pivoted around and just tried different things a lot over the past, you know, like two and a half years. And and then once I launched this, you know, signature course that I have, it's called um, E-Commerce Sales Academy. I still have it. I don't really talk about it much anymore, but I do have it. Um, I I sort of was like, okay, I've I've I have some courses down. I have my niche. I have like some ducks in the row. I just it, it, one day I just was like I was ready to work on the book. So I don't know what it was exactly, but I think I just had this sense of just being ready finally and not wanting to let like fear hold me back anymore. Because I think, like I said, it is it is kind of scary to, to do a book. I mean, it's nothing like I've ever done before. I do have a children's book, but that's totally different. I mean, that's for kids and it's like mostly illustration. So um, this is like a real book book and you really are opening yourself up to like a lot of criticism. And partially too for me is that um, I'm definitely like a visionary. I have ideas. I can come up with a vision of things. Um but I'm not great with grammar, for example. Like, if you read any of my emails, they're probably full of typos. And I kind of don't care. Like, I don't really care. Um, I'm teaching people really important concepts. And so for me, if, like, there's a typo in a word, does that keep me up at night? Absolutely not. I really could care less. And I get people respond to my emails and be like, oh, you spelled that word wrong. Or on my Instagram stories, like, um, they'll correct my grammar. And I'm just like, ugh whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I don't care about what goes out in the world, but I care more about the things that are going to help you. Like right now I'm teaching, talking about customer obsession, blah, blah, blah. Like if I type something wrong, th that doesn't bother me very much. What would bother me is if I had fluffy content and I wasn't really trying to help you. And I was like, yeah, whatever. 
So that's sort of my thoughts on that. But like grammar isn't my skill set. So I need someone to help me like go through the whole book and like look for typos, like help me with run on sentences. So that's sort of like where a bit of my fear actually is, is like I'm afraid to get judged on like, oh, my God, this girl sucks at writing. Her grammar sucks because anytime you create anything online, you really are opening yourself up for trolls and like the people sitting behind a keyboard like the keyboard warriors to come at you. So, and that doesn't bother me, to be honest with you. I really have developed thick skin. But I do think with a book, it's just something, I don't know what it is. So I'm just being honest with you guys. Like I have my own uh, fears of things too. So um, anyway, so that is that. So that's kind of like my why. That is what the book is about the logistics of all that. Uh, I was actually trying to wrap the book up by August 30th of 2022. It's now September 7th of 2022. And I'm not done. Um, there was I had a few setbacks this summer um, that kind of kept me from putting all my focus in. So unfortunately, now I'm kind of going into like a busy season of of a few things that we have coming up, but it it's all good. Like this is a priority for me and I know that this will help people. And so in the end, like I, I have just like, I tell you all the time, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. Like get it out into the world and you can always work to improve it based on feedback. So I'm sort of taking my own advice here because I think with a book, it's very easy, especially if you're self-publishing I think it's very easy to go, to go down that rabbit hole of like, it's not good enough. It's not ready yet. Oh, next year, I'll have more time. Or like in two years, I'll be ready. Um, you know, we're never ready for anything, really. I mean, I don't think we are. I think we just get the guts to do something or we don't after a while. <laughs> um, but if I wait, I could say, oh, I'm just going to wait until 2023. Like, oh, my January of 2023 is looking very slow for me. I can work on the book then. It'll just never get done. And so I'm ready now. And so for me, I'm good with the deadline. So my deadline, actually, to be honest with you, my deadline initially was December of 2022. I gave myself this deadline in, I think it was like April or May, or maybe it was more, maybe it was in June. Um, I gave myself the deadline of like, I'm going to finish this in six months. It doesn't mean that it's going to be published in six months, but I wanted to finish the writing and like have it like kind of ready to go in six months, which would have been, um, I think, December of 2022. And then I was like, why am I waiting so long? Forget it. Like, I want to finish this in August. (laughs) So I gave myself like a month deadline to finish it. And again, like sometimes life happens and your it you know your plans don't always agree with your deadline and so now i am just trying to finish it when i finish it um i'm sort of trying to give myself a goal now of like september 30th i do have a few things coming out this month so i'm not sure if that's feasible but that is my new goal and if that doesn't work out then i can just extend it it's not a big deal but for me i work really well with deadlines and i don't work well with open ended things so like i'll finish it in 2023 i mean for me that does not work if i have an urgent deadline like this needs to be done in 3 weeks 
I'll get my ass on it and I'll focus and I'll do it. So I'm great with pressure and I'm good with deadlines. So I'm giving myself a deadline of the end of September, which by the time this airs is actually like only, I think, like a week after. So you guys can check on me and say, Carrie, did you finish the damn book? So we'll see what I say. But yeah, I, I, I'm I, ready. I'm ready to get this out into the world. I'm very – and you can tell too because I'm like really scared about this. It's, it's something different for me because now I'm not really scared to do things anymore in terms of like business things because I've done a lot of things now. And I think once you do, like you launch a business, you sell a business, you start another business, you have a podcast, you do YouTube, like you're doing all this crap. And I think you just develop this sense of like, I, I kind of know I can do it. Is it going to be perfect on the first try? Hell no. And I'm okay with that. You know, I want things to be good, but I also don't, they don't have to be perfect. And so I'm sort of coming at this whole book thing with that lens of it doesn't have to be perfect, but I know that this will really help people. And I'm just very proud of it. And I'm very excited. I This is like a whole new territory to me. Um, in terms of where I'm getting information on how to write a book, I am piecing things together. So I decided, so over the past, and I and I, and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite here because I always talk about the important, importance of investing in your business and, and all that. And I do believe that 100%. Um, I've invested a lot of money in my business in 2022, in the end of 2021. I mean, a lot of money, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and I, I decided for this, like, I just kind of wanted just to do it on my own this time. I, I wanted to try it this way, like do it on my own. Yes, I'll get some help with editing and things like that. But I didn't want to like sign up for a course. I didn't want to. I just I don't know. I, I just felt differently about this project, I think, because it's like such a personal thing. I just kind of wanted to like do it on my terms. And I didn't want to have to follow some like rigid outline, like you have to do this way or the book will suck. I, I don't know. So for me, I think because it's like such a personal project, I just wanted to do it on my own. I didn't want to work with a coach or anything like that. Um, and I have all already self-published an Amazon book before, and I'm going to be self-publishing it on Amazon and then another platform. So I feel like in that sense, I already know a, a decent amount about self-publishing a book. It's more of the actual like, how do you write a fucking business book? I mean, like, it's just a lot of information. So I have watched a couple of webinars and I think they were pretty helpful, but there's no one that I've seen out there that I'm like, oh, I have to work with them and I think they can help me. I don't know. So I'm going to wing it on this book. And then after, if I'm like, hey, I have a I have a better book idea. And I think once you write one, you pr you probably will get another idea. So and I I like the idea of having books. I like the idea of passive income. I mean, it's not passive. OK, let's be fucking honest. Passive income. Technically, it is if you're doing a self-published book because you do the book and then every time someone buys it, you get a little bit of a commission. If you're doing an Amazon self-published book, just to give you like the rundown, you make very little money. However, 
you get money every single time someone buys it. So where if you work with a publisher, you get a chunk of money up front. But then and I don't know the exact things about publishing a book like with a publisher, just from what I've heard from people, you get an upfront money of some sort. And then something about like you have to pay it back with the book sales that come in. I don't know if that's true. But all I know is either way is that you get a chunk of money up front, but then you don't necessarily get a lot of money after. Is that true? I have no idea. And if there's any writers out there who have worked with publishers, feel free to call me out here because I actually don't know what is right or not. I'm just going off of what people have told me and what I've listened to um, on a few different trainings and things like that. So self-publishing, you don't get money up front, but every time someone buys it, you get a piece of the sale. So I kind of like that model and I like money coming in in like chunks over time. I really like that framework. So I am excited for this. So that is my book details. I feel like I've kind of rambled on here a bit, but I wanted just to kind of just give like a very more vulnerable in a sense uh, episode because this is a this is a very personal thing to me. And while I have shared bits and pieces on my Instagram a little bit, I haven't talked about the book and I haven't it was important for me to share my why. Like why am I doing this? Am I doing this because it's trendy to write a book? No. Um I feel like at some point, if you have courses and things like that, like people always love business books. I love business books. I have a ton of business books. I read them. I reread them. Even if it's not perfect, you can always pull like bits out of book and you can implement it. So I really, really like having like a tangible hard copy of a book in my closet that I can be like, oh, I want to go reread four hour work week, which I read over my Christmas break this past year. And it was like, I feel like that book was like life changing. So Tim Ferriss, you're a genius. Um, so yeah, so I like, so I like the idea of a book, you know, I just it's something different for my like portfolio of crap that I have. Um, and it's just, I don't know, something exciting about having a book. I don't know what it is. But something for me, something it feels exciting to me that I can say, like, I have this business book. And I'm so excited about it. And I'm so passionate. It's not like a wooey, like self-help book or anything like that. It's like literally here are tangible things that you can implement in your business that you may not have heard before that don't cost you money really are scrappy. And I know it'll help people. So I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm very grateful that one for my friend who told me about this, you know, passive income book. And then I kind of thought, oh, like I should do a book too. That's, that's such a good idea. And because I, I think like, why would you ever think to write a book? It's just like a random thing. But and I also think too, like we're probably a lot of us are quick to be like, well, I'm not a writer. I'm not an author. So I can't do a book like that. I mean, of course you can. Just like a podcast, you don't have to be the best speaker in the whole world. But if you have something that can help someone teach someone something, inspire someone, then you're doing your job. You don't have to be the best at whatever it is. So that is my story on my customer obsession book. Um, I'm excited. So I was excited to share this and excited to get it out into the world. So I hope you like this episode. If you have any questions or thoughts, please let me know. You can message me on Instagram or send me an email 
And I'd love to know what your thoughts are on customer loyalty. And if you've thought about any of these things that I've talked about in this episode before, or if you're like, hey, I kind of want to write a book too. Like, let me know how it's going for you. I'm happy to share any resources that I have found so far. I found a few pretty good resources that I'm happy to share with anyone if you're interested in writing a book. And um, yeah, we can kind of go from there. So thank you so much for listening to my rambling message and or my, my, not my message, my podcast episode. And yeah, I hope everyone has an amazing, amazing, beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.